Welcome to the uh, program. Our spotlight sponsor is Jace Medical. If you haven't been paying attention uh, lately, drug shortages have hit a new record high in December. Right now, there are 295 vital medications that are not readily available everywhere they should be in the country. This includes things as basic and life-saving as amoxicillin. Please, I want you to get the Jace case for your home. It's personalized emergency kit that contains five essential antibiotics that will treat the most commonly and deadly bacterial infections. And Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. Uh, they've even added uh, ivermectin as an option in the Jace case. Plus, you can buy a gift card for your family or your loved ones so they can get a Jace case of their own and personalize it to their own needs. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves. So go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Use the promo code BECK and you'll uh, get a discount on your order. It's jacemedical.com. Big day in America. We begin next. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Monday. It in Iowa is very, very cold, and it's caucus day. We begin in just a second. First, let me tell you about American Giant. In the 1960s, 95% of the clothing Americans bought was made right here in America. Today, 97% of clothing sold in America is made someplace else. This has to change, and the one that's really trying to change and inviting others to do business here in America is American Giant. I met the founder of American Giant a couple of years ago, um, and I had him on because he was, I don't know, speaking the American language uh, and uh, seemed to actually care. I saw an interview with him and seemed to actually care about jobs and people. He started American Giant by uh, rescuing a clothing factory that was about to shut down in North Carolina. They started producing quality American clothing with American-grown cotton and American workers. They make the best hoodie you will ever own, and they make a lot more clothing for both men and women. When you do business with American Giant, the money stays here. The jobs are saved. More jobs are created. American Giant, a symbol of who we are and what our legacy can and should be. 
buy American at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. That's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Use my name and get 20% off your first order. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Well, let's say hello to uh, uh, our very own Stu Bergier. Hello, Stu. How are you? Mr. Beck, how are you? Oh, my gosh. We've got about an eighth of an inch of snow, and the city is completely shut down. <laughs> so we are both uh, broadcasting from our homes today. Um, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm glad you're here, Stu, because today is really a day where you really shine because you follow politics so closely and things like this. I want to get it. Uh, a quick idea of of what's coming today in Iowa. There was a new poll that came out over the weekend. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, actually. But the big one was the Des Moines Register poll, which is kind of seen as the gold standard poll of the state. Correct. And it, it's it's interesting. It has Trump out by ahead by a large margin. Has Nikki Haley at second. I think it's 48 for Trump, 20% for Nikki Haley, 16% for uh, Ron DeSantis. And obviously, that's catastrophic for DeSantis if that's why it winds up holding up. The underlying stuff, we can go through this later if you want, but the underlying stuff behind the poll here and the, you know, shows a, a weakness for Haley in that second place slot. There's not a lot of enthusiasm for her. There's a lot of Democratic and independent supporters yeah. that are tied into that. And, you know, as you point out, we have one eighth of an inch of snow and the entire city shut down. Now, I know Iowa does not. <laughs> go down that same road they're a little tougher really uh, on this stuff yeah. than well Texas hang is. on just a second texans just we have no snow removal equipment we have nothing uh there were like 18 accidents on the freeway uh with one of the people that drove in this morning the cops are reporting all kinds of accidents because we don't have anything to clear it and we absolutely don't have any idea how to drive in it. Sure. And, you know, look, people in Iowa are prepared for difficult winter weather. Yes. They deal with it every year. But I will <laughs> yeah. say, you know, uh, I, you know, look, could we have gotten into work today? Probably. No, you know, some no, people are there. No, I mean, no, no we, we couldn't have. Of course, we, could, we are. We're no, too, too uh, rural for where we are. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's certainly <laughs> possible to do. You know, and, and we have a job, right? Now we're able to broadcast from home, so it makes it okay. But it's like... If you're at a caucus uh, site, you are, mm -hmm. let's say you're, I don't know, 25-minute rural drive from a farm to go to some caucus mm -hmm. site, mm -hmm. it is negative 7 degrees, it is negative 20 with the wind chill, you're still dealing with multiple feet of snow on the ground. That's a big ask to get somebody out there tonight. So, I mean, the polling, where normally it has its problem, it's difficult to poll Iowa anyway for this thing. But when you add on to the fact this weather, I don't know, anything, anything could happen. Nothing would surprise me tonight. I think the ones that are motivated are the Trump voters, uh, even though he is at 28, down just a little bit from the last poll that was taken in December, but within the margin of error. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I think... I think Haley's support is uh, soft. However, the Democrats are talking about changing over to be Republican just to be able to caucus for Haley today. So she might, you know, she might make up some of the uh, uh, lackluster support. I mean, it's really a problem when the Democrats are pump, you know, pumping money into a campaign on the other side and. They're switching so they can vote, and they're not voting for it. They'll never vote for her in the general. They're just trying to screw Donald Trump. 
I mean, certainly that's true, right? And you look at the the breakdowns of um, where these people come from. You know, about eh, about eighty percent of both DeSantis supporters and Trump supporters are Republicans. That number is less than half for Nikki Haley. Only about forty nine percent. Fifty percent of her voters are either independents or Democrats. Mm-hmm. Now, look, that's something that's going to help her uh, a little bit in this race, potentially. Though, again, I question how passionate a Democratic person who's going to do what you're just talking about, Glenn, like wants to come out and send a message against Donald Trump and vote for a person you know, they don't even like. It's hard for me to believe that person's you know, going out in this weather, but maybe they will. And that will help Nikki Haley here. It'll help her a lot more in New Hampshire. But mm-hmm. that starts dying out pretty quickly if you're depending on independent and Democratic voters to win this election. Well, I don't know if you have missed this, Stu, hmm. but experts now say that Donald Trump is going to be a dictator. And NBC reports uh, this last weekend that a circle of impo- appointees independent of Trump's political operation steered him away from ideas that have pushed the limits of presidential power in his last term. But now they have said, we can't do it again. We just can't do it again. And Trump has raised fresh questions. This is all from NBC News about his intentions. If he regains power by putting forward a legal theory that a president would be free to do nearly anything with impunity. So in other words, He could, um, the NBC says, assassinate political rivals. Whoa. I mean, (laughs) thank goodness he's not going to put them in prison or anything like that. Um, he's, uh, He's able to assassinate people. He would be able to put his enemies in jail. He would um, be able to, let's just say, go against the Supreme Court over and over again and, let's say, forgive student debt. Uh, he, they really are afraid that he might use, in fact, let me quote this here. Um, the president could do almost anything. Um, the Pentagon is concerned that he may use every tool in the toolbox and he may use, you ready? The insurrection act, which would give the president all (laughs) kinds of power to call anything an uprising, an insurrection. And then he would purge, get this, he would purge the Pentagon of all of his political opponents. So he would, let's just say, after an uprising of some sort, he could just call anything insurrection. And then he could go and say, we're getting rid of all of the enemies, all the insurrectionists in the Pentagon. And he could purge it, Stu. Mm, this is wow. I, I'm concerned that he may go to the level of trying to get his opponents thrown off the ballot or maybe even put them in prison. Glenn, wow. that's what I'm concerned about. Wow. And I don't know. I hope he doesn't go that far well, because that Richard, would be just like a dictator. Richard Blumenthal, and because he's a friend, I can call him Dick, said uh, there are an array of horrors that could result from Donald Trump's unrestricted use of the Insurrection Act. Uh, He would become a dictator. On his first day, he could close the border and begin drilling for oil. Oh, man. Oh, no. He could do it. (laughs) So here's what this report is saying, that there are now many people 
They're admitting that there is a deep state. The, uh, the aim is to identify like-minded organizations and people in the government to create a coalition to challenge Trump from day one. Some participants are combing through policy papers being crafted for a future conservative administration. They're also watching the interviews that Trump allies are giving to the press for clues of how a Trump sequel would look. Other participants include Democracy Forward, an organization that took Trump and his administration to court more than 100 times. They're preparing litigation, and they're going to use every tactic that they can, which would provide the American people an ability to fight back. Wow. This sounds like the deep state and everything that... um, you know, the conspiracy theorists have said goes on. And may I ask, what is the difference between 2016 and 2024? Because isn't this exactly what the Democrats did in 2016? Sure. Uh, and it doesn't seem like there's any rational uh, reason to uh, to argue this. I, it's funny because they... You could argue this sounds just like a Trump campaign commercial to a lot of primary voters right now. Right? Oh, like, yeah. They Big want time. him Big to time. take action and to be as aggressive as possible. Uh, you know, usually- I don't want him. And he has said, I'm going to be too busy for retribution. I don't want retribution. I do want justice. I want he- people who are against the republic and quite honestly, against democracy as they define it. Um and taking this on their own and saying that they're going to thwart the will of the duly elected president, whoever he is. Yeah. And you have obviously Trump says what he says. I mean, I, you know, he likes to take sometimes some flourishes with, no. with his speech. Um, I don't think anyone in the world believes he's going to run out of time for retribution. That is the one thing he will schedule every morning. That is, uh, I will say, have you ever seen a time where he's like, you know what? I just don't have time to fire back against that annoying tweet I saw yesterday. Like, that's not part of who Donald Trump is. He's going to, I mean, retribution he's is a different those, word you know, i mean look he's used these words glenn and he's used them and sometimes they bring him you know they bring him these questions but in reality if you kind of boil it down i mean is he going to be a dictator on day one no is he going to try to be aggressive with his uh with his executive powers i think the answer to that one is yes and that it may make uh, some conservatives as uncomfortable as some moderates and liberals but like it depends on how he does it and as long as he's doing it within the constitutional bounds that's something i think right now primary voters really want yeah, and I don't have a problem as long as it remains in constitutional bounds. I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, I prefer that it's not done through executive order because that can just be undone with the next president, whoever that might be. We've got to start using the balance of power and uh, using the Congress the way it's supposed to be used. Unfortunately, we have too many weasel uh, Republicans. Uh, by the way, if you are... A, worried at all about flying anywhere don't be don't be they found a yeah they found a crack uh in the front window of another boeing plane uh over the weekend but it's not boeing you have to worry about it's really not well you should worry about boeing but uh it's not just boeing wait until you hear the latest from biden's faa oh my god We'll give that and more on uh, Iowa here in 
Just a second. Stand by, you sick, twisted freak. All right. Our uh, sponsor this half hour is uh, Berna. Stu and I were out, and uh, we were uh, practicing uh, our shooting with a Berna on, what was it, Friday, Stu? Yeah, Friday. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I just have to say, you know, I won. You won what? The competition between the two of us. There was a comp. I didn't even. I didn't know there was a competition. All I know is that you no. definitely looked best in the pimp jacket you were wearing in the middle of, of the middle of the competition, and that. And you will see the video of that, and you it's will like love a buff- the video of that. <laughs> it's like a, It's like it was really cold. It, it was, was like really a, a buffalo jacket. Uh, and uh, I was dressed like I the Unabomber. I can't them. get mad at you. I was. <laughs> yeah, you looked absolutely like the Unabomber. But um, admit it. You did very well, Glenn. I mean, I was yeah, I was you. hoping the the quote unquote course we were going to do was going to have more running in it because what happened was you only had to move three steps, and you're clearly a better shot than I am. But if we if if only there was ten yards in between targets, I would have smoked you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, we have Berna launchers. Stu, uh, do you have some yet? I don't. Yet, any? I love them. That was the first time yeah. I've ever used them, and they're really cool. Really great, and it is uh, less than lethal. I mean, I guess you could shoot somebody's eye out, but you know, so did the kid in the movie. Um, you could put you could put an eye out with it, but uh, generally that doesn't happen. Uh, here's the thing: deadly force is sometimes needed. Sometimes it's not, and the Berna launcher is a non-lethal alternative to safeguarding your home that will teach somebody a very painful but non-lethal uh, lesson. It's legal in all fifty states. Uh, you don't need a permit. You don't need a background check or anything. It can be used by all age groups over 18, and it is a powerful deterrent. It has tear gas. Uh, it has pepper gas, kinetic rounds, 60-foot range. One shot can in, um, incapacitate an attacker for about 45 minutes. It's really a powerful, powerful deterrent. Visit uh, Berna.com slash Glenn. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. Use uh, the promo code Glenn there at the website, and you'll save 10%. It's Berna.com slash Glenn. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so a a Japanese domestic flight was forced to turn back after a crack was found in the cockpit window. But, you know, why why worry about that? It's another Boeing plane. But here's the thing that I think is we're all going to love. We're all going to love because we all love diversity, inclusion and equity. We all love it. So the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, is uh, now putting a priority and hiring people. <clears throat> Ready? With severe intellectual disabilities as part of its diversity and inclusion initiative. According to the website, the FAA claims individuals with targeted or s- severe disabilities for the most underrepresented uh, segment of the federal workforce. <clears throat> Under its People with Disabilities program, The agency says it is actively recruiting, hire, and promote, retain, and develop, and advances people with disabilities. The following disabilities 
are targets for the FAA to hire those with hearing impairment, vision, missing extremities, partial paralysis, complete paralysis, epilepsy, severe intellectual disabilities, psychiatric disabilities, and dwarfism. Now, if I were born a little person, I think I would be a little upset that I was put in uh, the same categories of those with severe intellectual disabilities and psychiatric disability. Do you want somebody who's, you know, up in the tower or making any decisions on planes at all with a severe psychic or psychiatric disability or a severe intellectual disability? What is wrong with us? I'm going to go with no. I want the person who's most <laughs> qualified for the job, yeah. regardless yeah. of their skin color well, or or really any uh, immutable characteristic you can pull out. Eye color, not that important. I mean, the dwarfism thing, I guess it matters. How, you need to be able to see over the over the cockpit dashboard. I mean, I, that's about my requirement. Can you reach the pedals? Like, that is something that is important to me outside of that. What you're saying is you have to be at least this high to ride this ride. <laughs> yeah, is that what you're saying? Exactly. Uh, uh, you know, you know, it's one thing to say, "Hey, we're, you know, we'll hire all body types or whatever." Severe intellectual disabilities. Why would we hire those people? Why? S sincerely. I mean, look, you have a severe intellectual disability you know then we're gonna have you go and do some job that you know doesn't involve airplanes it's just i mean that's my thought yeah you know exactly like you, you you know it's not to say that the they might not get a job if they are able to to do a particular job for a particular place maybe it works out in certain circumstances but like there are certain jobs have certain characteristics. You maybe Glenn aren't the best point guard for the Dallas Mavericks, right? No, like, uh, it's not. It's no, not, it's not because they hate you. It's not because you would you know you're being discriminated against. You just might not have the aerobic capacity for the gig, and, and that's just you know the way what? it works. I w I wouldn't make a good pilot. I'm riddled with ADD. Don't, don't hire me as a pilot. If somebody is like me and they're the pilot. I want off the plane. I want off the plane. Okay? What is the problem with saying that? We've gone from, yeah, well, I mean, let's hire, you know, the person of color. You know, if they're the same, if they have the same intellect and, you know, whatever, the same qualifications, who gives a flying crap? But if you have a severe intellectual disability, I don't know. I think we should go where somebody who can maybe think. Glenn Beck. Jeez. No, but this this uh, this election really doesn't have any kind of real consequence on the uh, on the American way of life. None whatsoever. Okay, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. The main difference between somebody who does something full time and somebody who does something as a hobby is effort. And this is especially evident in the field of real estate. Your brother-in-law, he might be a perfectly nice guy. And I'm sure he, you know, he wants to see you get the best buying and selling options you can get. But has he put in the legwork? That cousin of yours, have they done it? Are they the best? 
you need a real expert when you are talking about uh, your biggest investment of your lifetime. I started real estate agents I trust years ago because I didn't want to have to go through the same hassle I'd gone through time and time again trying to find the right real estate agent. Now, we have made that process really easy. We have personally vetted these people up one side, down the other. And you can have a team of experts on your side. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Colony Ridge and save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. So may I just uh, take a side note here for just a second? I'm, um, you know, I just started watching football and getting into football a couple of years ago. So I'm not, you know, I'm not your typical football fan at all. Um, But uh, I have to tell you, uh, now I just have something else in my life to be pissed about. (laughs) I went to the I went to the Cowboys game yesterday and it was awful, Mm. awful. Uh, and I, how I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a different perspective on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And I've never seen a crowd. And tell me if this is typical, Stu. I've never seen a crowd turn on their own team like they did yesterday in Dallas. Did you happen to see the game? Uh, of course I did. I okay, enjoyed yeah, every of second of it. Of course, you, you could have you to remember he- here, Glenn, you're talking to a Philadelphia Eagles fan. No, I know that. I know who, that. Like I know. every time they have one bad play, the entire no, crowd I- turns on them and starts throwing things from the, cra- <laughs> from the stadium. So okay. I, I have right, okay. seen this so, before. Okay. It was um, by the second quarter and definitely in the third, like the stadium grew very, very quiet. And they would, you know, they would, you know, they'd run for 10 yards and have a first down. And you'd be like... Uh huh. Well, you'll <laughs> blow it next time. I walked out because uh, after in the third quarter, after they gave away yet another touchdown, uh, I uh, I got up and I'm like, we're got, we're out of here. I'm not waiting in traffic for this mess. And uh, and it was packed. I mean, we waited in traffic because everybody was leaving by the by the third quarter. And uh, as I'm walking out, I said to the usher, "Well, maybe next year." And she looked at me and she went. Pfft. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. The Cowboys fans are turning in and the, you know, adopting the pessimism of Eagles fans, which oh, is, is kind of fun bad. to watch. It's really but yeah, bad. It was ugly, man. That was a brutal game. Congratulations to the Packers, who did a great job and, and yeah. deserved to win that game. They out, they outplayed them. They were by far the better team. And I would be more trash talking about the cowboys today if if the eagles weren't going to play in you know roughly 12 hours and i was they're probably going to lose to the bucks so i'm gonna i'm gonna hold back on this but it was a terrible loss and this has happened so many times to them it's got to be incredibly painful for Cowboys. did you did you see the uh the fans of the bills clearing the stadium yeah Oh my gosh, those people are diehards. Oh, they ha- did you die see what the, the guy who took his shirt off and went down a, a snow slide? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is, guys, it, what are you doing? Even, just, even the Chiefs, we were watching the Chiefs, what was that on Saturday? We're watching the Chiefs, and how are you playing in negative four with, you know, with no sleeves 
It was. I mean, did you see Andy Reid's mustache? Yeah. It was like an ice palace. <laughs> it really was. It was I mean, crazy. Uh, it was. Uh, the, the thick mustache is not the best thing to have on the sidelines no. in that particular moment. No. But yeah, no. I mean, the, the weather's brutal, Glenn. And, and like, you know, again, we, we're talking about the Iowa situation going on today. Like, there is a real level of passion you have to hit to force yourself out in the middle of this. Imagine, you know, they were talking about some of these events that were going on with the candidates over the weekend where people couldn't get to them because they had just been snow plowed into their driveways, right? Like the, the, the plows come by, they get two feet, uh, wall, two foot wall, basically, of snow, and they couldn't get out of the driveways. Mm. You add that on to just being cold and miserable. And I think the real idea for most people that this is sort of a foregone conclusion, right? I mean, all these polls are showing uh, Trump up by multiple dozen percent. And, you know, I don't know if you're if you're on the fence or just not that passionate about your guy, if you haven't been spending two years out there every single day campaigning for someone, you know, I don't know. You're probably like, let the chips fall where they may. I'm staying in the warm heat here. Uh, Trump gets first support, uh, first uh, choice support from 48% of likely Republican caucus goers, followed by Haley at 20%, DeSantis at 16 and Vivek at 8%. Uh, Haley only has 9% of really excited, enthusiastic supporters, though. That's, that's not real good to get you past your big driveway that you've been plowed into. Yeah, that's, t- I mean, legitimately a terrible number. The person terrible who did number. The, the lady who did the poll, who's like the, uh, you know, the guru of polling, if you will, in, uh, in uh, Iowa said, Haley has surpassed DeSantis, but most of the rest of the data here is not good news. The deep data on Haley suggests she looks stronger in the poll than she could on caucus night. Uh, and that's a quote. I mean, I think that's really, you look through it layer after layer, and that's what you find. You know, people are like, she kind of seems like the candidate that is having a little bit of a moment and her top line numbers are better than DeSantis. It just seems in this particular situation, I will not be surprised at all if DeSantis is able to overcome this uh, polling deficit and finish in second. But again, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about second, right? And you know, a lot of people are not going to be all that interested in getting out to see who, who comes in, in second, second in the Iowa caucuses. Um, the, uh, we, by the way, we invited all of the candidates to be on with us today. Uh, Vivek is uh, going to be joining us. The others uh, turned us down, but I wanted you to know that we were trying to get all of them on, to be fair, um, to talk to all of them. My son said, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this, too. My son said, Dad, why is uh, Nikki Haley... Um, uh, so hated by some and also now starting to come up in the polls. And I, and my opinion was, I don't think she's hated. Well, maybe by some, I don't think she's hated. She's just, she's come out against abortion. I mean, uh, for, you know, abortion in a way. Um, she's she, weak on that. I, I would yeah, say she's just weak. Yeah. Um, she has come out a very strong war person, which I think is really unpopular with conservatives right now. It's weird how we have switched places on so many things. Um, and yet the, the left doesn't seem to understand that yet. You know, they're out there protesting at the WEF and, and, uh, and Davos today. They're out en masse protesting. This is, this is wrong. This is a dictatorship. We're like, yeah. Yeah, you should probably listen to other people that are saying that. Maybe, you know, join some forces on a few things. But anyway, um, 
So I think it's her war stance, uh, her support from really big Democrat supporters, uh, and her softness on abortion. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I, I think, you know, I think there are two different things there when it comes to the abortion issue and the war issue. The, the abortion issue, there's a softness there. She says she's pro-life, but like really sounds uh, like she would equivocate uh, when she was president of the United States. Doesn't seem like it's a core issue to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that is a real fuel of a fuel of hatred, though, toward her. I, I think people I, I, don't like that stance. You know, obviously, you know, obviously pro-life, hardcore pro-life people don't, are really sensitive to that, but that... That percentage is relatively low when you look at the polls. Yeah. Um, even in the Republican primary. The war situation, though, where, like you see almost like the abortion uh, position of Haley is her weakness to try to bring in a broader crowd, right? Like she's saying like, oh, well, we can't get those votes right now, but if we could, maybe I'd be for it. And it's more of like a typical politician stance. And she's bending to try to get moderates and independents. And, and you know, look, her... her General election polling looks good, probably for set, for that reason. The, the the foreign affairs thing with Ukraine is totally different. That is core Nikki Haley. That is who she is. Oh, it and, is. And, and I think she does know that she's going against the grain with the Republican voters. But on she this. believes and, it. And she believes it. And I look, I don't like her view on some of those issues. But I do respect the fact that she's out there actually defending it, unlike so many other people. She's not hiding from that one. And you could tell that's to her core. The abortion thing doesn't seem like it is. It seems like she would be weak on that. And she's trying to find some weird, yeah, triangulate and find some weird middle ground that will help her. That's not what she's doing on Ukraine. She could be more skeptical on Ukraine, and it would probably help her in these primaries and caucuses. She's not done that. And I, I, I respect her for actually coming out and defending that position, as Mike Pence did as well. It didn't work, but it was honest. And I like hearing different views, and I like the honesty of that. Uh, Long term, whether that's going to help her, I don't, I don't think it is in the, in the primaries, but that's where she is now. It's just way out of step with where uh, conservatives are right now. I mean, I don't know what would happen if Donald Trump got in and he was like, hey, we're going to war in Zimbabwe. Uh, I would hope that we would all go Zimbabwe. No, I don't think so. Um, but I, I don't, uh, I'm, a, I'm a skeptic on that one, Glenn. I think there'd be a lot of people who went along with. I know. You know. I mean, I just think that's where we are. There's a lot of personalities out there. I mean, you saw the thing with Vivek we this got, weekend. We should ask him about it. I mean, you know, Trump came out and criticized him for the first oh, time in this to. campaign. Yeah. And, you know, look, Vivek is trying to find a a way to get he's trying to obviously appeal to Trump voters. He came out with a statement that was basically like, I'm not going to really say anything. But like you saw, like the influencers who were Trump supporters, many of them online who have been saying nonstop good things about Vivek every single day for the past year. Now, all of a sudden, thinks he think he's bad. And it's like, this isn't even serious. Like, mm. uh, primary season is the dumbest season. People just constantly just say the most certain things and the dumbest things over and including, over and over again. In, including, uh, you know, the candidates. They, yeah. You know, everybody just grows a just a stupid limb off of their tree, <laughs> and they just kind of dance on it all the time. Um, but, uh, you know, last week I told you that uh, Donald Trump, I talked to Donald Trump, and he asked me, who do you think I should uh, grab for vice president? And uh, I said, I, I think it should be Vivek. And he said, why? And I said, because, uh, A, he's been very supportive of you. Uh, I think he would 
be a good supporting vice president, he could go out and fight some of the fires with the press that would, uh, you know, that you would need to fight. Um, you know, you just pick the ones you want, let him handle all the rest. Uh, and I said, I think he's, I think he's young, uh, a different generation, and you could be ushering in the next generation of uh, politician. And I think that would be good. And he said, you know, that is the number one name I hear all the time. I hear that name um, as people's first choice for vice president, he said. And he's been good to me. So I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And and then this weekend said he's not so, MAGA yeah. and uh, yeah. he's been deceitful. And, you know, again, I think once this primary process is over, Trump will come back and say that he's fine and he's great. And, you know, I mean, like, you know, look, we know that, you know, Trump's patterns on this stuff. Uh, but like, you know, there's no re it's important for people to make their own minds up. And I think in the primary po process, people get as passionate and stupid as I am about the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. But that's this is not a sport. You shouldn't be I don't like know if that. That stupid. Yeah, that's a good point. I have to back <laughs> you up on that analysis. Not that stupid, but like it's true. It's like people treat these things. I can't. You know, I I, I look at you know occasionally you pop on social media and you look through your feed and it's like these there's you know thousands of people who follow me on social media and and with you even more obviously Glenn and they're all destroying each other in the comments like as if as if it's like communist versus capitalist like back in the 80s and it's like well you guys probably disagree on 10 percent of these issues like i know it's it's the psychosis that comes in and, and penetrates every party this time of year is just like it's overwhelming and i'm just i'm glad to see we're gonna actually get some votes today this is yeah. no longer gonna be everybody speculating the votes come today it's why you know we have said from the beginning on this because we only violated this really, I think, one time in my career, and that was in 2016. And that was a, just a disaster. We didn't change anybody's mind. You know, it didn't, it, and it, it ended up being wrong. And so we were saying, uh, you know, let's not say anything. Let's let people decide because they're going to decide anyway. We're not here to influence, we're here to inform. And so we've tried to do that. Now, if we can all come together, because I don't know about anybody else, but, uh, you know, unless it's unless it's Asa Hutchinson, I'm voting for a Republican. And even then, it would be Asa. <laughs> you know, even then I'd be like, oh, geez, Asa Hutchinson. Okay. I mean, unless there's somebody else on the ballot, but there's, you know, that never works out. And, you know, I, it's so strange, Stu. I'm watching the Democrats do exactly what they did in 2016. They think that they can influence this election in a myriad of ways by trying him. Well, that's not working hmm. uh, by possibly putting him in jail. What is that really going to do um, by having secret meetings where they're all gathering to say, how do we thwart him to to today? Democrats coming in and becoming Republicans for the day to vote for Nikki Haley in the caucus. That's, I mean, stop it. Just vote for the person that you like. 
Yeah. Let the chips fall where they may. Right. Stop getting your cell phone. I mean, you, you can't control everybody else. Uh, Glenn, one quick part on this. You know, I, th- I could be the voice of all the people from uh, the non-Trump candidates here for a second. It does seem like the the media is going out of its way to try to influence this in a situation where Trump wins. I mean, there's a positive story on Donald Trump and how he's getting more support in the Republican Party in the New York Times yesterday. That doesn't seem like them trying their typical efforts to sink Donald Trump. Yes. However, there is also the NBC story that Trump is a dictator worse than Hitler. (laughs) And, you know, he's going to take over the world (laughs) and the army and everything else. All right. Let me tell you about Jace Medical. If you value being prepared in emergency situations, you are probably focused on having extra food and water uh, storage. You might have even thought about electricity and everything else. But if you have really done your If you've really prepared and done your homework on it, you have had one category that you can't figure out. That's medicine. Well, that's where the Jace case comes in. It's a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics, which treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. It's customizable with dozens of add-on medications available, so you can choose the ones that best fit you and your family's needs. They even have ivermectin as an add-on option, and you can get gift cards for your family. So don't don't hope that things are going to be fine. Make sure that your family is prepared. JaceMedical.com. JaceMedical.com. Enter the promo code PREPARED at checkout for a discount. It's JASEMedical.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Glenn's newsletter is free and full of useful info delivered every day right to your inbox. Sign up at glennbeck.com. Hey. Coming up, Steve Dace. He'll give us all the inside on Iowa next. The Glenn Beck Program.